Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Doll Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing 2019's Celine Sissiyama's Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Written and directed by her, starring Naum Merlant and Adele Heinel. I'm sure I got those pronunciations probably a little bit to a lot wrong, so bear with me. I've got this, you know, uh, sluggish American accent that is trying to pronounce these, uh, you know, exquisite French names. So, uh, you know, I'm sorry that I don't have the exact pronunciation on that. Um, but this movie is set in France in the late 18th century. It tells a story between a forbidden friendship between an, an aristocrat and a painter commissioned to paint her portrait. So off the top, you're like, ah, uh, what is what's the big deal about the portrait of the lady on fire? I've heard tons of critic. You know, if you've heard anything about it, you know, there's tons of uh, positive critical reviews of the movie um very strong female centric led beautiful cinematography if you've seen any of the commercials or any of the advertising but really what really makes this film tick well like i said off the top it's the strong female um backbone that is really the forefront of this movie there's hardly any men in this movie and what really sets this movie apart from other movies um, of its nature, or well, there really aren't that many other movies of its nature. That's that's kind of the point, is um, this movie is going in directions and showing things that uh, most movies would take the male gaze, or they would take a more standardized approach of storytelling. This is so artful, and it doesn't feel... Um, it doesn't feel not uh, te- it doesn't feel tedious. It doesn't feel like precocious. It doesn't feel like it's uh, snob, you know, snobbity or you know, in in that realm. It feels very down to earth between two people having a real uh, friendship uh, within this movie, and the whole premise behind this is this uh, this painter is hired to paint this aristocrat, paint for this aristocrat, and they have to paint the daughter, and the daughter does not want to be painted. So they have to do this entire painting by memory, and she has to act like her friend and hang around. The painter has to act like her friend and hang around her so that she can memorize her face at night to go go um, in her room and start sketching her for the people, uh, the, the people that hired her. And so... Um, the main actresses are, um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Uh, Marianne is the young painter and, um, she is taken to an isolated island in Brittany, which is what I believe is a small a small island off the west coast of France, um, specifically in the 18th century. And so what really got me interested in this movie was the way this movie was directed. 
right off the cusp, I realized the, the beautiful cinematography, the storytelling, the acting, even the fact that it was a French film did not bother, you know, the French film, the fact that using subtitles did not bother me. There's so much time spent just on focused on the actor's, you know, faces and body language. And there's so much physical acting that is demanded within this movie that it just has to be praised just on that level. Now, from the acting, from the way that they're portraying these characters, from the directing, from the, the writing, it's all very dynamic. It's not it's not uh, like, oh, you know, oh, she doesn't want to be painted and she has to be glorified and she has to have her shoes swabbed and she has to have her, you know, she has to have her way. It's not like this young daughter really is having this um, time. It's not like she's she's spoiled rotten. I feel like in any movie it's like, Oh, the daughter has is spoiled rotten and she just doesn't know her ways and she has to be taught her ways. No, it's very much this, uh, uh, this young lady who is being told she has to have her portrait done. The reason she has to have her portrait done is because she has to send it. It's, it's basically the 18th century version of a Snapchat. She has to have her portrait created so that it can be sent to, uh, um, a man in Europe so that he can uh, be you know wooed by her and so that he accepts her for a marriage so it's all leading for this um this standardized unit of marrying marrying a guy and this whole movie is kind of rebelling against the idea of tradition and having to do that and so that's kind of my little soapbox for right now of what this movie is about, but the pros are the cinematography is absolutely stunning. The colors just, you know, you know, explode off the page. And even though it's a very intimate story, it feels very expansive and epic just by the places they decided to uh, decide to shoot. It's uh, on the sides of these amazing islands. And so it looks like exactly where they were shooting for Game of Thrones stuff. I mean, if you know anything about Game of Thrones, regardless of what you thought about the last season, still, the cinematography and the places that they decided to take us were, were you know, fan, fantastic and just mind-blowing and beautiful. And so uh, Portrait of the Lady on Fire is using that color and cinematography and landscaping to their advantage. The, the landscape and the place they're at uh, the isolated island that they're at is very much uh, a part of this movie as well. So the colors, uh, the set design, the the uh, the clothes, the attire, they all really pop. I can't explain everything that happens throughout the movie word for word, but um, the color palette is what really um, sold me on this movie. Among other things, the writing, well, the writing, let's just talk about the writing. The writing is done so much in the body language. And there's long periods of this director feeling very comfortable with leaving the camera on her main characters. The main character of Marianne was actually one of her past She's had a relationship with this person. She had a relationship. The, the director had a real relationship with the main actress. And you could actually tell that this director has um, has 
this director has um what's it called not gusto but faith this you know this director has um yeah this director has faith that this actress can hold a scene just by using you know the looks on her face and i'd i swear there's probably 20 minutes of this movie or maybe a little bit less where we're just staring at people's faces in complete silence mostly just observing most be, mostly because we start to think of uh people in the way that uh artists and like the young lady Marianne is starting to think of people. I mean, she she has to think of, you know, the way the eyebrows are, uh, you know, curated versus your lips versus your skin complexion and your ears and just all the uh, small and uh, essential parts that make up who you are, especially in a portrait, um, become that much more relevant. And so, yeah, the, uh, overall... I was mind blown by this movie just from a technical standpoint, let alone from the story standpoint. Like I was, I was very um, on. I wasn't on edge, but I was just like sucked into the movie. I was just like, "This is this is really good," and I'm excited to watch it again. Speaking of which, it's on Hulu uh, at this moment. I'm not sure how long it will be on there, depending on when you're listening to this review. Um. The cons, I really don't have that many cons. Um, I didn't mention, sorry for the pros, the score. It's very minimal of the score, almost to a you know a scary detriment. But once the score kicks in, it is like, holy sack, I can feel it. I can feel the love. And so the cons um, really didn't have too much. I didn't, re- I, I didn't write any cons. <laughs> like uh, This movie really just blew my mind. Um, the more I think about it, I maybe if I you know boil it down a little bit more and start talking about it in spoiler section, I could probably bring a con, but I can't think of like too many cons on this just because of the revolutionary original idea. It felt like the uh, the topics of uh, feminism and traditionalism and uh, among other things. There's just tons of uh, small topics that are covered versus LGBT topics that are covered. It, it's very progressive in its thinking. And it's interesting how the ideas and ideals that we were, they were having to deal with back in the day, in the 18th century and even earlier, we're still tackling today and how prevalent it is. So I, I, I do find that um, relatively interesting. So... Um, if you have not seen, if anybody in the chat and anybody live or uh, YouTube, Twitch, whatever you're watching, listening, first of all, thank you for listening, watching Look at All Podcasts. We couldn't do this without you. Five stars, uh, subscribe on YouTube if you want to get all this good, juicy content early. Overall, I would totally recommend uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, let's hop into this review and spoiler section, and we can talk a little bit more about Portrait of a Lady on Fire and some of the notes I took down on it. Um, wonderful movie. Totally would recommend it. It doesn't... It's something that I would say that you probably would want to see and not spoil yourself. I, you know, I'm all about movie reviews and everything and jumping into the spoiler section, but sometimes it's nice to just absorb a movie and not 
have any idea what's going to happen in uh, on the flip side. And, you know, having that conversation is nice to have once you've actually seen it. So it will not uh, deter anybody, not to deter anybody, but just wanted to let everyone know we're about to hop into the spoiler section of Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Okay. So it starts as a flash forward, kind of uh, showing where Marion is now, and then all of the t students are like, you know, what happened? You know, what's going on with this uh, portrait right here? Did you know? Have you seen her in a long time? That type of things, um, and from then I was. I have mixed feelings sometimes when it starts in a flash forward. It's like, oh, you know, you know, they're not going to die. You know, they're not going to lose an arm. You know, the, there's so many things that are not going to happen. Um, but I didn't care that we already knew that. I It was still a journey going with Marianne, going from this boat to, you know, going with the one or two guys you see in this entire movie. I think it's like the same guy who's who's rowing the boat for. Um, practically all of the men have like next to no lines. I think it's with no, I you know, not not complaining, I'm just saying. Um, there is some non-sensual nudity when she first gets on the island. It's very cold. It doesn't feel like anybody's like there to really warm her up. Even the secondary... Um, waitress lady, I'm trying to pull her name up real quick. Let me see if I can get that in two seconds. Um, portrait of a lady on fire. Normally I don't like to look all stuff up while I'm doing this stuff live, but fuck it, we're doing it live. <laughs> um, Sophie, Sophie was the other, um, young lady that was working there. Good God. Scary as fuck. <laughs> uh, the 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 uh, the photo they decided to use for Sophie. Good lord, I don't know. But um, anyways, uh, it was a unique concept of story. Um, so when we're doing this flashback of uh, telling the story of how she got onto Heloise's island. Um, the island called Brittany, right off, right off of France. Um, this is all done in her POV. It's all done from her perspective. And so when we're kind of, you know, enriching, when we're learning about this island, when we're learning about Heloise and her kind of weird proclivities and whatnot, I thought it was going to be a lot more about Heloise being really just... Uh, I thought it was going to be one of those movies where the kid is acting ridiculous and we have to get you know one of these fancy babysitters and and uh to, to make them act right you know it's the straight up it's the uh, kindergarten cop it's the uh with arnold schwarzenegger and the little kids it's the nanny mcphee uh you know trying to save you know save the little kids except heloise is not a little kid she's a grown-ass adult i thought she was going to be a lot more petty like these other films where you know oh can you come help our you know our son our child or whatever we can you please help us we we really need your help because all the other ones are quitting or all the other ones are um all the other painters are unsuccessful and so uh and there's with reason she doesn't want to get you know heloise does not want to get married mostly because at, at a certain point we find out she's uh bisexual if not gay 
and so is uh, Marianne. Um, and so, yeah, that causes a massive dilemma and also this ticking time bomb that happens somewhere in the middle of the story. And so going into the story, I kind of forgot or I just didn't know exactly how prevalent the um, the love story was going to be in this movie. And I couldn't tell if they were going to fall in love at first. Like, I was like, are, is this like, are they like friends? Or are, like, do they hate each other? Are they friends? Are they trying to, uh, like, when they were looking at each other for long periods of time and, uh, this was before she she told she tells Heloise that she's painting her, but it's around the halfway mark. The, so this movie is divided in half. This is this is what I determined. The first half is all about trying to you know scan Heloise, Marianne scale, scanning Heloise and remembering all of her features, and actually slowly starting to fall in love with her. And that was not something I was like, you know, she's staring at her a little bit long, you know. And I was like, wait a second, are they about to, are they about to, oh, 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 sh they're, they're about to make out or they're about to kiss or they're about to have some sort of connection. I was like, what is going on? And there was so much uh, static and magnet, magnetism or whatever you want to call it that was like pulling them together at this point. And I was just, I was on pins and needles of wanting them just to get together. And by the time it happens, it's around, around the halfway point that they really embrace each other. It's, uh, it, 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 like they, they've been, you know, wanting to the entire time. And so once that happens, the whole second half of the movie is them falling in love and having this, uh, you know, this affair and realizing it that this is all going to be over as soon as she's done, as soon as Marianne is done with the painting. And so she's purposely unable to finish this painting because she does not want to leave. I'm not sure if the mother actually grasps onto it at the point, at, at some point she's just telling her, you know, this has to be done. You've done like four or five different renditions of this painting. And, you know, the, the, the renditions of her face being, you know, smudged out and whatnot. First of all, it's scary as fuck. Some of the, the painting shots were just incredible and immaculate. But uh, also I, I found it very interesting how they were able to make different versions of Heloise's portrait still look very much like her, but still just didn't evoke what was really, uh, what made the portrait Heloise Heloise. And somehow at the very end, it, it, it just blows you off your, your feet. And so let me just, uh, go through the notes real quick before I start rambling on. Um, yeah, she doesn't like having her face drawn. Um, let me see. So the re the the old, the first reveal of Heloise in this chamber and Marion trying to get a glimpse of what she looks like is put in Marion's um perspective. And so this is like the very first scene they're about to approach each other and meet each other. Um it's like shot like a horror movie or it's shot like a thriller and we're trying to find we are Marion trying to like physically catch up the camera is trying to catch up with Heloise running away from the audience and us uh in the painter um Marianne like 
we're trying to just get a small glimpse and it is extremely frustrating because she's covering her face. This is even before covering your face was cool or before mandatory was mandatory or whatever what you want to call it before this craziness happened. Um, the, the pandemic, but, uh, they were doing it way longer before that. And so, uh, just that first ultimate opening, having, having these scenes of these, uh, beautiful people in these, uh, these massive dresses and this attire that is, out by the open ocean and sea and blue and greens and just the colors are just popping off the screen. I was loving it. And uh, you're just trying to get a glimpse of these, you know, these beautiful eyes that are right there. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think I fell in love with these actresses as we were, <laughs> as we were watching it because the, the camera just lingers on them and they are just, they're, they're gorgeous actresses, obviously, but not only that, it feels like the camera is in love with these people. Like, it really trusts these people to hold a scene. And in trust, and, and for me, it makes me feel like I can hold a scene in my videography a little bit longer than I normally would. Not like awkwardly, but there's seems to be some sort of way that you can shoot a person's face showing them extremely determined doing something for an extended amount of time that this movie showed i mean we're in the perspective of heloise's painting looking at the painter becoming the you know from the painting's perspective and i i think we're we sit on there for like two or three minutes is what it feels like kind of there might be short small edits that you know splice Heloise actually in the pose but it was it was immaculate and seeing just the expression on Marion's face is just extremely determined I was I was absolutely loving this movie and I love the execution of how they were showing the painting come to life and so what else do we got on here what else do we got on here the main chick, uh, what is her name? Nome Marlant. Again, I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Um, I'm not even going to try to attempt uh, 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 perfect pronunciation. But the character of Marianne, I was really getting uh, Ray from Star Wars vibes. Did, any, did anyone see this and get like Ray from Star Wars vibes? That's, that, that's what I got from this. I was like kind of getting that that same energy is ray english or european or something i I don't know where she's from i don't ever think i've heard her with a a non quote unquote star wars accent or whatever she's using in star wars um yeah so yeah she's uh heloise is covered from head to toe basically for the first quarter of the movie and just trying to get her to take off things or all, take off a face mask, take off uh, the crazy jackets and stuff like that. Like there's things that they need. Uh, Marianne wants to see that she can put on the, the portrait. And so it's just like a struggle getting her all this shit shit off. And a lot of it is done with little dialogue. So I love how there's looks at, Marianne on Heloise having conversations, but Marianne has to like 
look over at Heloise for like two or three seconds and really scan her face and then stop and then act like she's not doing that and memorizing features of her face and, you know, memorizing Heloise uh, in, in detail. Um, it just, I mean, not many movies make me think about how we as, you know, people perceive other people and just what we're looking at. Um, but I mean, there's so much detail that she's having to look at as, um, as an artist that it makes me just as a videographer, as a cinematographer, as someone that's in the business, um, you know, makes, makes me just, you know, want to look at more people in with a painter's eye, with an artist's eye, you know, something like that. It's kind of hard to explain, but, um, yeah, I, I think that having, uh, having an artist's eye really changes perspective on what you, on the subject that you're looking at. And, you know, we're getting, you know, extreme insight and extreme detail coming from the main uh, artist in this, Marianne. So, um, let's see. She has to study even her hands. And I, I think she, there's a point that she said that it's a little bit difficult to draw them. Uh, love to see how we're getting the progression of the painting in the mirror shot. Let me see. She asks if she can swim, and then she lets her go in the ocean. I, I was like, there's multiple times in this movie they kind of just let them go do their own thing. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I, I guess that's that's what's going to happen. Um, In the original painting, I didn't think it looked very much like Heloise, and that was with purpose. I didn't realize that that's what was going on, that there's purposely not supposed to have Heloise uh, fully formed or fully drawn until, um, I don't know, later in the movie because she didn't really want her to be drawn. She didn't, she didn't want the painting to be done. She didn't want the relationship and the affair to be over. The love, the passion. So I did write the film shifts gears when she starts to pose for her. This is, around the middle part where they decide that they do want to have an affair, they do want to have, you know, whatever you want to call it, the friendship, the love, the relationship. Um, but also there's this side sub-portion about abortion and the, hayden, the, the, the handmaiden needing help with an abortion and not having really access to it. And they have her go on these series of trials, I guess, that they thought would cause an abortion I don't remember if she said she was going to lose her job or if there was going to be some sort of repercussions where having a baby out of wedlock was going to cause something bad to happen but regardless um, I did find it was interesting that they were doing all these interesting methods of uh, having the women do uh, I think they had the handmaiden running up and down uh, the ocean side and then they had her like hanging up like holding herself up in the kitchen and then they actually had her go to it's, it's I guess it's like their version of OBGYN um, and 
that all kind of as a guy I don't really know too much more I can say than that what exactly we saw in the methods that they were taking um I you know I don't want to say it's interesting because it's 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 interesting is not the right word it's enlightening and it's delicate and it's a topic that's hard to tackle for for any time but especially what is shown you know at this point i think this is around the 18th century so i'm not exactly sure how widely acceptable or how even safe it was at that point and so um yeah it really does show struggle when it comes to that i love the detail of the creaky boards on the floor um, I wrote that down. I'm not really sure if I meant just the the sound design is really good on it. Um, oh, yeah. I, I wrote, it really gives a time and a place and a feeling. If you go to some of these old houses around, if you're in the city, you won't be as familiar with it because the places aren't as new. But some of the older places, you know, 18, 17, 16, you know, probably buildings not before 17 or around as prevalent. But... 18s and 19th century homes and government buildings and old old places downtowns all have these creaky boards or floorboards normally and so this absolutely felt like we were back in the day <laughs> so um what else do we have mm. the fire in the background helps with the stimulating feeling between them um yeah, the fire was something that was shown even from the first couple frames to the one of the few last frames to the lady catching literally on fire at one point. Um, fire is just used as uh, cinematography, you know, color flare, color prop, lighting flare. Actually, I, I'm saying color. Uh, it's, it's more or less lighting, but it really creates that mood of... Uh, it's kind of cold, but if you, you know, gathering around the sexy, warm fire kind of makes you fall in love kind of thing. Um, the fire definitely felt like, you know, you're going to fall in love if you sit around it too long. It's like, oh, God, are we about to make out? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> something about fire is just, you know, inherently hot and sexy, you know, not just actually temperature hot, but it's, it's like hot. Um, and so, yeah, we also find out that the women can't paint men. And she has to, uh, Heloise has to paint men in secret. Sorry, is it Heloise? I don't think Heloise paints, sorry, Marianne paints uh, men in secret. Um, one thing I realized in this is the French language is very sexy. I'm going to have to start learning some uh, French words or, you know, some of the language because, my Lord, I was, I was just falling in love listening to them. Uh, talk just about anything. I was like, my Lord, I could just, I could sit and listen all day. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, the wine reading circles look fun. Thinking of, you know, what would you do in uh, this 18th century period on an island that's this beautiful? Obviously, that would be fun. But there isn't tons of things to do. There aren't tons of people to hang out with. There, you can't really go hang out with men, women, young people, old people. You can't really go do things. It's kind of, it's, you know, living 18th century Brittany, you know, the island west of France is probably about, 
you know, as much to do as there is to do in COVID-19 downtown New York or downtown Seattle or downtown uh, Chicago, any of these big cities, because you probably can't do all that much, especially, uh, well, at this point, because we're we're going through the the pandemic at this point. If you're listening to this in the future, you're like, wait, what are you talking about? No, the the COVID-19 has all the major cities shut down, all of them. Anything over 10 people is restricted, essentially. And so, um, you know, events and live live events and, you know, businesses and stuff all shut down temporarily. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't, you know, playing playing card games, um, doing book clubs, wine reading book clubs. I, it looked like fun that they were having in the Portrait of the Lady on Fire. Um, but I can totally see how that would... Uh, start to get a little bit uh, old, but they look like they're having a great time in this. They look like they're having the games. The uh, they're playing like it's sort of like a sh- uh, no. They're not playing a game. They're uh, reading books, reading story stories and stuff like that. They they look like they all are having uh, you know having a decent time. You know, regardless of the situation. Also, Heloise, I believe they said Heloise's sister committed suicide. And she knew she committed suicide because of uh, lifestyle or something. I, I might need to go back and do some research on that. It's, it it really has been a month or two since I've seen this movie, but still, um, yeah, something happened to her sister and something terrible, and maybe was try to force to be married or something. I I I'd have to go back and check. Um, let's see. Beautiful colors of the silhouette shot with the sunset. Um, once again, oh, it's uh, it's when Sophie and Heloise and Marion, I believe, are all coming back from uh, the. Um, it's either the fire, the campfire, or the clinic that they went to. One of them, one of the other. There's a really beautiful shot. Um, musical third act intro. There's this very interesting. Uh, take that happens you know in the middle of the woods with these random people that are just singing i believe it's all women once again and that's where heloise walks into fire and her dress becomes you know on fire i don't know i guess that's where marianne decides that she needs to uh she <laughs> she decides that's where the portrait's gonna go or how it's gonna be positioned but um yeah she catches on fire um let's see the removal removal of her hand kiss on the beach um yeah it's it it's it happens quick it once once the kiss on the beach happens it just feels like a flood of emotions just opens up um you know the almost ghostly image of her in white um i guess that's just marianne knowing that this is all temporary and she's going to eventually disappear um and that will be the only way she'll be able to see you know um marianne sorry heloise that will be the only way Marion will get to see Heloise is, you know, kind of in her ghostly dreams. Um, yeah, I thought it was very interesting getting an abortion while lying next to a baby. I was like, this is, uh, this is a l- different. I never thought about that. I mean, the juxtaposition is just like, oh, you know, she's getting rid of exactly what's laying beside you. And I, 
can't imagine that would make it easier to happen, but I, you know, I don't know. I, I, it, it's such a touchy subject. I, I don't even know. Um, and there's a portrait of it. I believe Marion decides to, uh, create a, a portrait of all of that happening. I was like, Hmm, well, you know, topical things that can't be really discussed at this point, I guess still do need that type of exposure. And yeah, they do. It's not, I guess it's just like they, they need that exposure. And I guess it would ultimately help doctors later. So the editing of Marion leaving was almost abrupt. So I'm the editing in the movie is very specific. It, I mean, the shots were, like I said, it holds on her face for ever holds on her face just forever. And then later it'll have shots where, um, she's, you know, saying goodbye to, um, uh, Marion and Heloise. And basically before she even says goodbye, it's just like the, the smash cuts to her just like running out, walking out. And, some people I've heard say that that is the reason that they do that is because of um, that's how you remember things. You know, you, you don't really remember um, long stretches of things happening. It's just kind of like slivers of you know this and that, almost like a almost like a photo. And so it, it happens very fast. And so there is a small point in the movie where they are having kind of their one of their final affairs one of their final evenings together and they are laying in bed and they're drawing each other and they have these um you know this secret page where she's drawing one of she's drawing the page that remind you know page 72 or something like that she's drawing uh heloise is drawing mary oh sorry Marianne is drawing a picture of herself using a mirror that is placed around her crotch area, I think, on Heloise. And the mirror is facing Marianne, and Marianne's doing a self-portrait and giving that portrait to Heloise. Sorry, I had to I had to work that out for a second. I was like, wait a second, wait. So yeah, Marianne is doing a self-portrait using a mirror on Heloise. And it's a very, you know, sensual, it's not, it's not sexual, obviously it's, it's the gorgeous women, but it's, it's not like, it's hard to explain, but it's a very sensual moment of her drawing her own self and giving that portrait or the, you know, self-portrait to Heloise and that, you know, Heloise said, oh, page 72, I, you know, I'm forever going to remember page 72. And then. There's a portrait that is shown very much later with um, Marianne um, looking at the, you know, explaining to the students in the flash forward saying, yes, I did see her later, you know, after so many years. And you know what? She's, you know, she's doing fine. She's doing just great. And she sees that, you know, Heloise has been married. She's got a kid. She's got that book and that book is turned to the same page that she had drawn, uh, what's her face at? It was the same page that she had drawn, uh, that Marion had drawn the self-portrait, you know, implying that, um, you know, Heloise was still thinking about Marion all these years later. And she actually does see her in the next scene after 
going through this art museum and she, they go into this concert and Marianne is looking across the balcony or something like that and Heloise is I think crying listening to the music and so yeah I mean it's kind of open to interpretation what's going to happen what what you would expect um was going through everyone's head but I I think everyone ended up in the position they you know they were going to end up you know at least nobody died or anything like that but you know they had uh, better to have loved than lost than to never have loved at all kind of a uh, situation but um yeah it, it was a extremely interesting movie just from a technical standpoint I was you know I was very um I was blown away by the technicals of it, let alone just the story and originality of it. But, um, yeah, I could not, uh, do this podcast without your support. Thank you for listening, watching lucky doll podcast review of portrait of a lady on fire. I, I'm really glad we got to cover this one. This was one I've been meaning to do for a long time. It absolutely would have gotten top of my, uh, 2019 list. There was a lot of good movies last year, and considering that we have no more movies this year, or you know, temporarily no movies, um, with, the, uh, with the exception of streaming ones, that uh, yeah, that 2019 was actually a really good movie movie year, and uh, I think Portrait of a Lady on Fire would have gotten you know somewhere between top ten and top five, if not even higher. Um, but yeah, I'd watched a little bit later after the year. Um, but yeah, don't miss this. This is on Hulu. This is on. Uh, this is available for rent. It is a beautiful film. It's it's highly rewatchable. I feel like it's just it's gorgeous, um, excellent acting. I can't say enough good things about it. But uh, yeah, thank y'all for listening, watching Look It Up podcast, Portrait of a Lady, Portrait of a Lady on Fire review, whatever, whatever we're talking about these days. <laughs> Um, but yeah, check out um, Money Heist on Netflix. We're on part four right now. It's part four, season four, whatever you want to call it. Um, check out. We have all the other previous seasons um, covered. We you know check the SoundCloud out for that. Um, the platform movie review is out. Check YouTube for all of the uh, uh, SoundCloud podcasts early. We release all the podcasts early on youtube so be sure to sound middle be sure to uh subscribe there um soundcloud is obviously number two place that you need to check all these places out for the podcast you can subscribe early you get all the podcasts on soundcloud on tuesdays you get all the youtube videos early um we got a Discord group, we have a YouTube, we have a Facebook, we got all the social medias. And before I continue to ramble on anymore, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Five stars us on uh, Apple iTunes. Uh, we could not do this without your support. Thank you. If you have any donations, that would be absolutely 100% thank you you for all the donations subscriptions anything you did to uh subscribe support all of that cannot thank you all enough uh deepak shawani thank you for subscribing on uh twitch and we'll be doing more um watch parties and reviews on the social medias just uh check out all of them to um, stay updated thank you for listening watching plugged out podcast take it easy
Combien de temps restez-vous Je ne sais pas. J'ai un nouveau sentiment. Du regret. Quel en est le titre Portrait de la jeune fille en feu. Fait.